Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter, and I appreciate you for listening. This is a podcast where we speak with different creative entrepreneurs about their strategies, stories, and tips to apply and learn. You can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist, and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T, or you can find us at creativeassist.com. Hey everyone, before the show starts, I'd like to give a huge shout out and thanks to our partners at Art and Ambition Studios. If you're a creator, I highly recommend you check them out for resources, support, and to go ahead and check out more that they have to offer, check them out at artandambitionstudios.com. Once again, that is artandambitionstudios.com. Thank you guys, and let's get on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Creative Assist Podcast. I hope all is well with you today. As always, I encourage you to subscribe, share, leave some feedback as well. You guys already know it is greatly appreciated, and thank you. Welcome to the show, everybody. Before I get started, I just wanted to say rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Such an unfortunate uh, event. Uh, My condolences to everybody affected. I wasn't into his music, but I know his fans are grieving right now. My condolences, very unfortunate. Please stay safe out there, guys. Um, with that being said, let's start the show. Today we'll be talking with Addie. What's going on, Addie? How are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah, like you said, um, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. That was just really sudden news to wake up to. It was kind of like, what? What's going on for a second? So I know. It's, it's yeah. so crazy. Yeah, waking up to that was just like, ugh. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So how are you today? I'm a little tired today, so my bad. If, uh, if I sound a little slow today. No, I think everybody's kind of, this Valentine's Day weekend is just a drag for some reason. I've been talking to a lot of people and they said the same thing. It's just been such a draggy weekend leading into this week, so. Yeah, it really has though, really has. Just been trying to get enough sleep. That's also another thing, but uh, hey, it's all good. But before we get started, let's talk about our lyric of the day here. It's, it's, it's a pretty important lyric to me because whenever I feel like I've made a decision where I shouldn't have pursued what I like to do. Um, this lyric always reminds me that I'm on the right path, you know, um, even though it's such a small bar. So it's uh, Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap, and it's uh, Find Your Purpose or You're Wasting Air. So Find Your Purpose or You're Wasting Air, the reason why like that sticks out to me is just because, like I said, um, you know, sometimes it can feel like the world is against you when you're trying to pursue what you do. And then you got people that might tell you that, it's a bad thing to pursue what you like to do and just all these external things. But I feel like, you know, deep down, this is really what I want to do and it's none of your business. So <laughs> that just, you know, that's just a, a good a, a refreshment whenever I need it. Yeah. Mine is actually kind of similar then. Um, awesome. Dope. Look at that. Is a, it's a Wale lyric. I guess it's a lyric, but it's from the song Ambition, from the album Ambition. And mm-hmm. it's like the intro. Like he's talking before the actual like song um, starts and it's took my heart away from money and interest in fame and I pray that never change ambition is priceless it's something that's in your vein and I put that on my name um kind of like the same thing you said I, I every time I hear that song I always love when he says that because what I do I love and it's really not about the money of course money matters in a way but this is what I love to do and I don't want to put a price on what I do. And this is something that's just really my purpose and my heart and everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can completely relate that. And now that you mentioned that line, I, I can remember it now. That's a good, that's a good ass song. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's um, right before like Meek Mill's uh, verse. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I I remember I remember that time too when Meek was just like first blowing up. Yeah, that was a good that's a good song. But uh no, it's really true, right? Like, you know, we love what we do and sometimes there can be so much pullback from the outside that it's like, man, like, you know, I just wish people would understand what I could picture, you know. It's not always like that. And it's a um I don't know if you see it's like a tweet flowing around. My friend actually sent me this tweet and it was you listen to Lucky Day. You know who Lucky Day is? I've been hearing I've been hearing a lot about him. But I yeah, he's a pretty He's a great singer. Like I, he put out an album this summer, but um, he actually auditioned for American Idol in 2005, which I didn't know because I don't watch American Idol. But um, <laughs> oh, I seen he that auditioned. Tweet. Yeah, he auditioned in 2005, which is so long ago when you think about it. Um, and he just kind of started to blow up in the past like year. So let's say like the past two years mm-hmm. or so. So we're talking about now, like almost 15 years later, he's like starting to blow up. But oh, that's um, crazy. Yeah, like he's a singer and everything. He was on American Idol. I heard he was like in the top 20. He didn't win that season. Um, and then, like I said, now we're here in 2019, 20. He um, has like an album. Like I said, he had a great album this summer and everything, but he stuck to it. Like he kept singing, writing, and he's amazing. Like he's so great. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's super dope, man. That's super dope because, you know, people might underestimate the amount of time that you need to take and everybody has a different time frame, you know, but people underestimate that. I guess that's a testament to put in the work and, you know, see what happens and, and thankfully it worked out for him. Yeah. And like stay with your heart. Like you said, this is what I I love doing. This is what I want to do. This is my purpose. I'm not going to shy away from it. And everyone's not going to understand that. But today we're going to be talking about building community, right? Uh, I know, Ida, you wanted to talk about Art and, Art and Ambition Studios and your experiences with uh, with growing that and building that, being in such a niche community, right? So, yeah, that's what we'll be talking about today. ida has been on the show, uh, you, you've been on the show, what, once, right? Yeah, once before. Once once yeah. before, yeah, once before. So um, if you want to c- catch up on, you know, exactly who she is and, and, and such, you can go ahead and listen to her episode. Um, and I, I will be like, saying I, I don't remember which episode number i actually you know what i do it was number 12 i believe i think it was episode 12 sounds about remember. right sounds about, I think sounds about right. <laughs> yeah i remember i think it's episode 12 like that was a i remember that was a pivotal moment and i think it's 12 anyway i'll i will i will keep you guys posted and let you guys know if you want to catch up with her so creating community with our inhibition studios how has it been so far for you and how's everything going so um it's actually been hard <laughs> actually mm-hmm. um way harder than what i thought our division studios has been an idea for a long time um i mean i've i created it back in 2012 but when i created it it was kind of like a soul just me being the artist under art inhibition studios mm-hmm. um and then a conversation i had with a friend in 2018 kind of like switched this light in my head to like grow it to a community for other artists and designers um, he was just basically like, hey, like, have you ever managed artists and designers? Like, have you ever thought about managing others or helping others? Um, yeah. So in 2018, I went from Art and Ambition Studios being kind of like my own personal studio I work from to being a community. Um, yeah. And I, I actually launched a mentorship program that year, 2018, and I mentored 15 artists um, under Art and Ambition Studios, and it was crazy. <laughs> it a lot of experience to like it kind of like helped me be able to write down a solid plan for our division studios and what I wanted to do with it by doing that mentorship program first because I was able to say okay this is what I can do this is not really what I can do myself like by myself um right. and 
really helped me figure out like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to ask someone else to help me with? And really just try to map out everything. Why was it so difficult for you though? Like, you know, you've already kind of had the platform built for a little while, right? Like what, what made the aspect of building it kind of difficult to you? Was it a social media thing or? Um, actually, so it's actually a few parts. So it is, it's me by myself. Now, that's the biggest problem. Okay. It's really just me. Um, I have like my own brand with, you know, as my actual artist brand and I have an assistant on my own brand. I don't have an assistant art and ambition. So okay. um, it was just me. And I said, like when I wrote it down, I wrote my plan now on paper, everything's like, oh, I can handle this. You know, I can like, I'm gonna have an automated system to, to take in applications. I'm gonna update the website. I'm gonna, you know, I can handle this by myself. Yeah. But once the balls start getting rolling, it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> um, having a community of other people, you know, and other people who are looking for this community to actually help them in some type of way, it, it needs more hands. So that has been like the biggest learning experience. Um, I've ran into so far um, mm-hmm. is just really kind of needing those extra hands. And that's what kind of like partnership and collaborating has allowed me to like spread out those hands to other people. But um, I actually still need a little bit more help. So I'm looking into expanding to get an actual business partner um, next year. With Art okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, hopefully that kind of, you know, takes a load off of you because uh, yeah, being by yourself, see, I, I had a feeling it was just you, but I didn't. I didn't know the extent of it. <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy. Um, I could imagine it's a lot of tasks, and plus you have your own personal like brand and your own art and stuff like that too, right? So, yeah, yeah it's tons. It's tons of work. Yeah. Also, like um, I know you said, like like what other like problems I've run into. So, mm-hmm. of course, like the behind the scenes running and everything that has been a problem. Funding actually hasn't been necessarily a problem. Um, and mm. the only reason it hasn't been f- funding as a problem is because there's not a lot of things that I need money for to run art division studios. Um, as okay. of right now, with it being like an online platform, it's not a physical studio. So I don't have equipment and, you know, systems like that. Yeah. It's just like an online platform. Um, I know when I've talked to other people about their communities that they have funding was one of the bigger problems and I can see how that can be a problem. Um, but I guess, like I said, for me, just it being an online platform right now, I don't need um, funding, like as far as like, you know, money going into it more than I need hands and I need other people's time, which could cost money, but, yeah. um, but not actual like, you know, monetary like help as of right now. Right, right. Where you need consistent funding and stuff. That eh, makes sense. What about, um, what about on the marketing end? Does that like, end up being costly as well or have you been trying to just do organic traffic at the moment oh yeah definitely organic traffic just like with my brand i actually don't do a lot of paid um, marketing at all i am really big on using my network you know like people always talk about like build your network up build your network up and then when it comes to that it's like you don't use them but i am like all for using my network and using people i know and i I look forward to them using me as well, like coming to me and asking for help or needing me to do anything. And that's what I use. So I actually am good friends with a lot of um, like editors and mm-hmm. bloggers and such. And I basically kind of like use them to help me push the word out um, about Art Ambition Studios. And usually it's helpful to them because they need content, you know, so you're okay. not having to necessarily pay 
because like they need content. I'm supplying the content and while I'm supplying the content, they're helping drive traffic to gotcha. website. Gotcha. That makes sense. So it's like a like bartering skills pretty much, right? Yeah. Like bartering like bartering each other's like audience. Like I yeah. need your help with uh, with my audience and you need you know, kind of my hope because you need content and this is like fresh content. This is new content. So I'm giving you fresh content whereas you give me like fresh eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. And I could speak to some, some of that as well. I haven't had to market the podcast just yet. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully uh, for you and your community, it's helped me on my end uh, with a lot of the organic traffic and a lot of uh, listenership and stuff. Uh, and since we share content often um, and we repost each other, it really has been helping. I've haven't I haven't had the need to pay, you know, take the paid route just yet. Um, yeah. Even though that is my plan, I feel like right now, like I can kind of build the listenership the way I'm doing now and kind of get some loyal listeners before I even take it to the next step. Absolutely, that's I man. That's what I am all about. That's kind of how I built my own brand, mm-hmm. my own personal brand. So I'm using stuff that I know that I've built my own brand organically, and I'm like using that when it comes to building an art and ambitions brand. Um, because I had, like, I barely use like paid advertising on like social media and stuff like that. I, I definitely have been doing like paid advertising in uh, like magazines or anything like that either. And it's not because I'm being cheap or I'm just trying <laughs> to like, keep going the free route. Like it's, it's not because that's what I want to do. It's because I necessarily don't have to use the paid forms right now. Like you said, in the future, of course, I'm going to have to eventually start doing some type of paid um, marketing. But if I don't feel like you should like go into debt trying to like use that form of marketing if you don't have to. Yeah. Like, if you run out all your free avenues, I wouldn't just say, yeah, go ahead and drop $1,000 on like marketing if you can just utilize your free marketing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And you can utilize, like you said, your free marketing, utilize the people that are around you. Like that's, I think that's the great thing about building art businesses because we're so community based that, you know, mm-hmm. we can, we can borrow resources from each other and everything kind of works out a little bit better that way. It's a lot of free traffic. You know, our, our partnership together is the fact that we have been able to, to, to do something like that. Um, and, you know, like you said, not sweat those paid ads, because honestly, if I were to even just get started in something, I wouldn't run paid ads only because I don't have enough content posted. So this also gives me enough time to like get everything posted. So that way people have enough content to binge through and you get a feel for what I'm talking about. You get a feel for the show, you know? Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I just think it's, uh, it, it saves time and saves money. So mm-hmm. with, like Art Ambition, it's like, it's new. Um, so Art Ambition's actually only been live for five months. Um, it hasn't been like a year or anything. True. And, and like I said, kind of like saying, I don't want to advertise this community yet when it's not a f- fully solid. Like, you know, we, our members are still joining. I don't have, as of right now, 100 members. So I'm like, I feel like until I've reached that milestone, that's what I have on paper. Then I'll start looking into some paid opportunities. But I want when people to come, there's actually people in the directory. There's actually part, you know, they want to see content on the website. They don't want to pay advertisement and then you go from the website and it's nothing there. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, would you suggest that same type of 
method for other people as well because we are in such an, a niche community um so it's kind of tough to build that content and also get exposure uh, because we're serving such a small audience you know even though not, not really like a small small audience but you know what i mean like that's where like um exactly what partnership comes into play like so like the partnership that we have with um the podcast and with art and vision studios is a good way of I send like our members the episodes and everything, right? So yeah. they can get information. It's like resources that they can learn from. Um, whereas you're sharing about art admission and telling people like, you know, check out the website, check out this community. So we're both able to help each other. And we're actually not in the same industry. Like we're, I mean, I guess it's like overlapping kind of, but actually not like directly in the same community. Yeah. So um, even though it is like such a very particular kind of could be a very small community um it's okay to overlap um and and i so i had um you had posted something on twitter was it twitter i feel like it was twitter and you were saying like how um not marketing the podcast as being like a black type of brand and everything yeah and i actually like that i actually like that because (laughs) even though um, art vision studio is a black artist and um, designer directory it is not the resources and everything is not limited to just like uh, black people only being able to use it if that yeah. makes sense yeah. no it to- totally yeah. makes sense yeah and that's exactly where the sentiment was coming from i didn't want to uh, brand it as black owned because i want the resources to be everybody i want people to listen and just you know absorb the content absorb the information that's being shared and I don't want people who, you know, maybe aren't black to come across it and be like, oh, that, that isn't for me. Um, you know, because that's just, it's just a part of marketing. You know, some people just might shy away from that type of content, even though the intentions are good. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the platform's for everybody and just want to make that known. Yeah. And that's how, I mean, that's how I am trying to move while still also being, yes, this is a community of black artists and designers as far as the directory and being able to find particularly black artists and designers to work with but that doesn't limit it as far as the people who would be coming to the audience is necessarily not only for black um audience wise um because a lot of these bigger brands that may not be black owned or catered to or black owned or like focus on just you know black content yeah. But they're looking for black artists and designers to work with, um, especially around like Black History Month and stuff like that. They're looking for specifically black artists and designers, but the actual company may not be a minority black company. Yeah, so, I understand. Um, and that's like with me, like I've worked with a lot of different companies um, with like as Addy, the artists um, that are not black owned companies. You know, a lot of people see my work and like, oh, you're, you know, you're a black artist. And I'm like, yes, but. I have been hired by non-black companies before because they need specifically a black illustrator though. Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. And I, I'd same on my end, I embrace black creators, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's my, that is one of the like goals of mine to embrace black creators, but you know, I, I, I speak with everybody. So mm-hmm. no, I completely understand what you're talking about. Um, and, and those are some good points too. Those are some very good points. Now, this is where the controvers- uh, the controversial side of the tweet came in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah, this is this is where the controversial side came in, where um, 
people might view that as like it might be a, a, a privilege to not be able to br- like brand myself as black owned because I can run faceless and no one needs to know me and that's like you know it, it, to some people it might be a privilege or not like the podcast is like hey this is a podcast for black creatives it's not that's not like the tagline and that's not like the name of the podcast so yeah exactly you, you can promote it as not being that focused because when you I mean I mean you created not me but I'm just saying like to me it's like if I was to stumble upon this I wouldn't be like oh this is just for a black creatives or something and I think with even with Art and Ambition it's like I purposely made sure I didn't put black in the in Art and Ambition studios because I didn't want it to be labeled that even though it is like I said for black artists and designers as far as the directory purposes Um, as a whole community it is still kind of like open to work with any and everybody and the resources are here for any and everybody so exactly exactly oh and also on the other end of that though too being a black owned brand it it can work it can work like like that's what the controversy was like it actually can work i've seen it work in some niches that you know like labeling yourself and running running your stuff as being black owned actually can't Mm -hmm. work so i don't want people to take Mm -hmm. what we're saying right now and be like oh well you know well what if i want to take that route because it absolutely you can take that route um it's just about you know defining those goals right um yep yeah so that's really all it comes down to yeah it's more so like you don't have to be forced to feel like you have to yeah Um, exactly it also it depends on like you say your end goal and your your full purpose as a whole and if that's your if your full purpose is to solely be just for like a community for or a black community then go no by all means do it um but it's more so don't feel like you're forced and sometimes especially as a me as a creative i'm seeing and also being on social media sometimes it's kind of forced upon you sometimes (laughs) you have to so yeah i understand exactly and you're 100 right with that um i was going to mention something else too um Actually, you know, before I get there, what are some other roadblocks that you've ran into so far? We, we've covered funding and marketing. Is there anything else that you ran into so far? Um, yeah. So the one of the content, <laughs> content mm-hmm. is something that I've run into because, um, well, mostly because I have this, I have members and everything, and I don't want it to what I didn't want art and vision studios to be, is just like an exposure thing. Um, I didn't want it to be just like, Oh, we're here to just post artists and designers, their work for exposure. Um, so I have been running into the problem of figuring out how to share content on social media mm-hmm. where people don't, where on the outside people are just not like, Oh, this is one of those pages that we can just keep getting our stuff reposted. Okay. And um, so just trying to figure out exactly what type of content I want to share um, and what's going to work well with with the audience that I have and the purpose of Art Division, which is Art Division is for artists and designers, but it is for them to get paid gigs. It's also for them to learn when it comes to the business side of being an artist and designer and everything. So just trying to figure out content outside of just reposting. Um, yeah artwork and designs and everything yeah no i understand that and honestly that type of stuff is hard like figuring out like informational like important valuable content like to post every day or every other day can get really difficult like even for me what sometimes i like to do is you know we do an interview i'll take a little part of 
the interview and I'll repurpose the content or I'll take like little snippets in the, of the video and, you know, repurpose that content. But what I meant prior was, um, so say like if we're talking about something and like Addie, you bring up like why it's important for artists to, um, let's say brand themselves on Instagram or something like that. Right. Like I'll take that little segment of like why it's important to brand yourself on Instagram and I'll make like a micro content of that. You know, I'll make a bonus piece, five reasons why, you know, artists should be on Instagram. And then like, I'll use you as like an inspiration and credit to you. So it's just like, that's what I've having. that's what I've been having to do because trying to find like a piece of business information that hasn't been repurposed millions of times or heard millions of times yeah. It can get a little bit bland, right? Like, so no, I understand that. Like, the, the content part is, is difficult. Yeah, and like, um, because Art of Bitch is a paid community, um, like you have to pay to be a member, it's kind of like I don't want to run into this, I don't want to cross the line where I'm putting out so much that people don't feel like they need to join because I'm putting it out as content for free. Um, yeah that's that's has been like one of the hardest parts as well it's like okay what is free and what am i going to post publicly and what is private content just for members and where do i draw the line to figure out okay this is something that should be private and only given to members in our emails and our chat or this should be something that should be posted publicly um right and like it sounds like oh that's so easy just post this or just post that and it's like it's not though (laughs) yeah it's it's really not (laughs) Has there been any uh, upsides to this? I'm pretty sure there's been plenty. Yeah. So let's, let's, yes. let's tap into that. It's not everything is, is, is horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's not talk about this negative. No. Um, so five months and we have over 35 members, which awesome. is, yeah, which is great for a brand new community. I know I was talking to someone else who started a community last year um, who they said it didn't kind of go well. I think they completely like stopped the community. Um, but it was... Um, it was a, a community of just like women creators. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Okay. Um, she said she ended up having to stop it because it was so hard to get members and have a consistent rotation of members coming in. And then it kind of like, like what I'm saying, it runs to that part it was like, okay, wh- how do I keep it flowing with contents and things to give the members so they can feel value. So I am happy that um, we have a good membership rate right now. I actually haven't, um, we, at the end of the year, Back at the end of November, the end of November, I actually stopped submissions. So I completely cut off submissions so people could not submit applications anymore until the new year, just so I can kind of get some things together. And I didn't have all these new people coming in without 2020 stuff fresh. So I did cut off submissions and actually just reopened submission in January. So it's just reopened up. Um, we have a total of six partners, mm-hmm. which is great. Well, we that's have- great. Yeah, it's, and it's, that's what's like using my network has worked well um, because as my own brand, I have a great network in, in knowing people and people who can like actually trust me and I can trust them. So I was able to build some partnerships. Um, we have a PR partnership. We have, of course, you, the podcast. We also have a sticker partnership and we have a canvas print partnership. So um, yeah, it's cool to know that I have these partnerships that our members can utilize their services and other people can use it as, utilize it as well um, within, like I said, just five months of being live yeah. um, and being online. The views are consistent. I don't have an exact number right now, but the traffic is going well. We're coming. I have, and last time I checked, it was seven people who okay. have got booked for paid gigs. Um, 
which is great as well. That means seven of our members have been placed with a client and that client has paid them for their services and everything. Oh, nice. That's good. That's really good. It finally sparked back into my mind, but when they submit and everything uh, as a member, so they're put into the directory, right? And from the directory, what happens after that? Like what's the next step? Okay, so it so it actually is an application process. It's not hard to be accepted, but mm-hmm. um, you have to fill out an application, submit the application, and I go through the applications. Um, I actually have a few other people who cause I I work by myself, but I always consult with other people and I make my decisions. So I have a few other people behind the scenes that I just trust their opinions, and I actually let them see the artist application, which consists of basically like the website, social media, and everything, and we okay. go through that. Um, and then I'll make a decision of either you got accepted to become a member or decline. Now, with the decline thing, is not it has nothing related to like your technique and your artwork or your design work. It's actually the reason why someone would get declined was because they didn't like. For example, I have declined someone because they have no website, or they have a website and the website has like broken links in it. And the only reason that is like super important is because, again, I'm referring these members to clients and to not cause trouble along the way. We don't want to accept a member and they have a website full of broken links. And then this client say, oh, I want to work with them. And then they have no way to contact them or they're like, oh, oh I, went to their, I went to their website and I tried to click around. I couldn't find their email, you know, that type of stuff. Right. So, um. So when I do do denials, which I haven't done a lot, but if I do a denial, I actually list why they've got denied and how to fix it and tell them to reapply. Okay. So, if, so if, if it is a case of like, okay, you got denied because of your website, just to let you know, like this link doesn't work. This link doesn't work. This link doesn't work. When you get those fixed, feel free to go ahead and reapply. And that's kind of cool too, because it's like a, it's like a little evaluation. Like even if they don't ever submit, like that kind of helps them too. And that's pr- pretty important, right? Because, you know, brands and other partners, they might want to, you know, see what you're actually working on and get to know you a little bit more. I know for me on my end, like if I'm looking up somebody's bio just to try to get a feel of who they are before I interview them and I don't have anything, it kind of turns yeah. me off to even want to talk to, you know, talk yes. to them because I don't, I don't know what your core values really are. So yeah, like I, I definitely understand that. <laughs> that's why, and it's so, and it's, that's why I, it is a reason why I do denials. And that's why I also leave the feedback because I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, she just didn't like my work because it has nothing to do with, you know, technique or your actual work at all. Um, right. It has to do with, uh, we want to make sure that when you become a member, we can actually refer people to you and you can actually get these gigs. Or if someone goes under directory and they click on your profile, they actually can pull up your website. We don't want them to have to run into problems because one, it can hurt our credibility as a company. Um, and then also it can help hurt yours as well because it'll look like, okay, this person not real or this person is scamming, you know, whatever. And then it looks bad on us as well. That's so, true too just trying to like check as many boxes as possible so that once you are part of um, the directory and you're listed, that it's an easy transition from the client going to your website and contacting you because we actually don't handle that. Um, When a client wants to work with that artist or designer, they contact the artist and designer directly, directly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We don't do it unless they ask. Um, I have had a couple clients ask, hey, can you email me in this artist and introduce us? I've actually done that like three times. Okay. Um, 
where <laughs> they're just kind of like, hey, can you just, like, I really want to work with this person. Can you just kind of like introduce them to me and an email? And I'll do like a joint email saying like, hey, this is so-and-so. They want to work on this project with you. And then like, but contact them directly when you reply. Like, don't reply all. Just reply so you can talk to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's cool though. I like that idea. What has been some of the roadblocks with partnering? Have you ran into any of those situations? Um, I haven't actually ran into any yet. Oh, good. Uh, Great. No, no. The, <laughs> like, the partnership has been good because it's been like a little weight off my shoulders. Like I said, um, like we have a PR partner. Like I don't know anything about that. So uh, when a member has a question about that, it's like, hey, you t- we have a partner who's, a, you know, who's directly everything about PR. So you yeah. can go, you know, you can go to their website, check out some of the resources they may have, because I, I'll be honest to say, I don't know something, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know anything about that. So go ahead and try to reach out to them. Um, same thing. We like, you know, so we have a, someone who prints, who does canvas prints. So a lot of our artists and designers, they like to do canvas prints. So it's like, Hey, you can go find a website to do it, or you can use one of our partners um, yeah. and use our yeah. partners to like get your canvas prints done and everything. So, um, no, I haven't ran into any problems yet. Um, I want to keep expanding. I have a list of other companies I'm going to reach out to. I want to pick up some bigger partnerships with larger companies um, just to get things like maybe discounts off of their services and such. So that is something I'm working on. I have to work on a lot of pitch emails and a lot of pitch letters, but I have email addresses and um, addresses, like mailing addresses for a couple companies that I'll be reaching out to. Okay. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. And I'm really glad that you haven't run into any, you know, mishap. Now, if I was like a, if I was an artist, right. And I'm building my community, how would you, or how would I go about finding partners? So I utilize social media for connecting with people. Um, I, I use it for what it's intended <laughs> to be used. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so like, so what I did was before Art and Vision launched, and I don't know if you remember this, but like, it was probably a few weeks before it launched. I said something on my personal Twitter about it. I was just kind of like, Hey, like art division studios website will be launching soon. This is what it's about. And I tweet, like I tweeted it, but the mm-hmm. website wasn't like out yet. So I didn't like have a website link. I just kind of tweeted it. And that actually got like hundreds of likes and retweets and everything. And people were just kind of like, Hey, I would love to be part of this. I would like to join. Hey, I would like to work with you. And, I literally took that tweet, bookmarked it. And when I was ready to look for partners, I went through the tweet, like, okay, who responded and said they would like to work with me? Who responded and said, this is a good idea. I love this idea. I would love to work with you somehow because you'll be surprised on how many people like respond to tweets like that and Mm -hmm. who who actually means it, who actually means they want to work with you. Um, So I kind of just like, like shoot my shot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This person said they wouldn't mind working with something like this. But like I said, this is before I even launched the website. So it's like, okay, let me write their name down. Let me write their email down. Let me go see what they can offer and how I can work with them first before I even reach out. Um, so I did that. I have a notebook with like 35 people listed with their oh, information. <laughs> um, yeah, I write everything down. So I like wrote down all these people. I'm like, okay, well, I may not be able to use this person because some people who respond is like, I don't, I haven't figured out how I could even use them as a partner. But then I kind of like picked the ones that I saw that I could use as a partner. And then from there, I actually just reached out to, um, to them via like email and everything. Um, I emailed them a, like a media kit. 
for okay. our innovation studio. So that's one thing that you can build is a media kit. It's hard to build a media kit when you don't have any like stats at all about a okay. community. Yeah. But um, I use my personal stats because I am kind of helping art innovation studios grow as far as this audience. So I put my personal stats in there, like how many followers I have, how many like traffic web have me, um, how much traffic comes to my personal website and everything. But I also listed like what I wanted, like the mission of Art and Vision Studios, what we'll be having, all the different parts of the websites. And then I also listed how we could partner together, um, partner together with you offering services or so, or you um, just offering free resources such as like blogs, YouTube videos or anything like that. So right. All of that, package that all in the media kit, make it all pretty and then <laughs> shoot, an e- shoot an email, you know, just shoot an email and intro- introduce yourself introduce yourself before asking anyone for help or anything introduce yourself say hey how you doing my name is so and so i do this this and this and then say hey i would like to work with you and you know present it after yeah um, yeah i agree and that's something that uh i've had to learn myself to do i had no idea what a media kit was (laughs) (laughs) um but when i was uh shooting my shot out to sponsors like i for example wanted to do a uh I wanted to really, really, really wanted to work with like um, meditation apps and just companies that are doing mm-hmm. things around mental health. My goal was to, if I can bridge the gap between entrepreneurship and, um, you know, our mental health and our mental space and maybe offer some type of, you know, trial run or, you know, or whatever it may be, um, then I would be happy to do so. So in the midst of trying to do that, uh, I would just kind of shoot my shot like, oh, hey, you know, this is my name and this is what I do. And I would send yeah. that over. It would have nothing like there was no structure to it though. It'd just be a random email. You'd be interested to know that like a lot of people are open to the idea, you know, but they yes. just have to get to know you more. And plus people were open to the idea, but they didn't have things structured to do that just yet. So some people you might run into that, you know, they love the idea. They actually do want to work with you, but at the moment they don't have the type of structure to incorporate a sponsorship or incorporate a partnership of such um, until they get more on their feet or until they decide to, to do that. So um, sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's, you know, the, the, the other people on their end um, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also one thing that I like to do is I like to give options. I kind of, I mean, I, I was in customer service for a while. Like my actual job when I was working was in customer service. So oh, I feel like I'm really, I'm, yeah, it's very, it helps me with like, <laughs> selling to people and like giving out these nice options so it's always like hey this is how we can work together instead of having like this open-ended question of like i want to work with you but i don't really know how it's like i want to work with you so you can work with me this way or you can work with me this way or whichever way you feel like you know you want to work with me as well so that way they can say oh okay so i have an idea but she also kind of knows what she wants me to do as well yeah that's a good one. That's a really good one. And that way you can have people like you give people options. So if like they don't have the, the room to do what you're trying to do at first, well, at least you can take a route that's more, I, I guess, fitting to them and what they're trying to do because you're trying to line two missions up. So sometimes things can be a little bit different when it comes to, you know, coming to that agreement. Um, yeah. So yeah, hundred percent agree. Now let's talk about, uh, let's talk about that niche community because we kind of tapped into it, but uh, I wanted to, to dive into it a little bit more because I felt like, um, people who are building art businesses and such, um, just that alone is pretty niche, at least to find people who 
are willing to buy something from you because a lot of people are sometimes in more so in the hobby, you know? Um, and then it's just like, there's a, there's a different category of people who want to take the craft serious and get brand deals and just get, you know, money for their work. So yeah, yeah it can take you down a hole of trying to, I remember, uh, Sasha, she came up here and she said, you have to niche your niche. Um, And that was like something that resonated with me because it's true. Like you can have something that works, but to get people to pay is one thing. That's when you have to go into that next gear and to narrow down even further to find your, your, your true audience. Yeah. And um, so it's it's funny as you bring her up because Sasha, um, you know, we work closely together with uh, black girls with paint, Mm -hmm. um, which is like her community. And I know from, like some people are kind of like, well, don't you guys both have communities dedicated to artists? Aren't you guys button heads? And it's like, absolutely not. Like we actually don't butt heads at all. Um, we, some of my members are members of her community and some of her members are members of my community because right. we actually don't do the same things. And that's what goes into being so niche is that um, Art and Ambition Studios is focused solely on artists and designers. Um, that part is kind of open when it comes to artists and designers but it's focused on building and expanding um, their behind the scenes as far as running their business and also getting them clientele. So that is like the sole purpose. It's not related to like teaching technique or anything like that. It's solely based on we're trying to get you paid gigs, partnerships. We're trying to get you sponsorships with companies. We're trying to get you in front of whether small companies or large companies or just some maybe personal freelance um gigs with people as well but Mm -hmm. it's a community for specifically artists and designers male or female um it actually isn't niched down to like a gender at all but um right now we're only open to visual artists we have illustrators digital artists um we just added mixed media artists to that um and 3d artists to that list as well and then we have graphic designers and web designers and the only reason this 2020 i meant wanted to make sure i added 3d and um mixed media artists is because i know a lot of people actually work with like wood and people work with glass and such like that and they couldn't fall in the other categories as far as like a painter illustrator digital artist so i wanted to make sure i opened up a category for people who work with other materials um to be part of the community as well Oh, and, th- and that's what 3D artists are? I was wondering what that is. It's like wood and glass and stuff like that? That would be oh. like clay, like working with clay oh, and like sculpting. And um, okay. I have a guy who does work with wood um, and stuff like that. So That's cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I wish I was crafty yeah. like that. <laughs> I wish I was crafty. I, I'm just not that guy. I don't know. I always try to make things, you know, how you go like, I don't know if you had a workshop or um, something like that in high school or middle school, yeah. but... I was always, yeah, I, I, I sucked at all those. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I um, I mean, I, like, I, I fall in a few categories because I'm not just like an artist. Like, I, I do um, design work as well. Um, I can do graphic design and stuff like that. So, oh, nice. I'm pretty, pretty artsy. <laughs> yeah, pretty artsy. No, you, you really artsy. We talking about pretty artsy. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. But, you're welcome. Oh, also but, speaking of, what was that? I was going to say, so like, because um, I know you touched on like paid community because the paid part does make a big difference mm-hmm. because when it is a paid community, I, I do, I do. Or like if you're building a community that is going to be related to like people having to pay for membership, you do want to make sure it is very niche because 
you don't want it to be like well, mostly you don't want to just be. It's hard to have something that's for like every single person that anyone can join because to me, it's like too much going on. And I mean, you might have a team to handle that, but you'll have like too many topics and subtopics and subtopics, subtopics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can kind of get lost. And I wanted to make sure that my community was like kind of like simplified so you didn't get lost when looking into the directory or when it comes to us sending out referrals to clients for people, we didn't want to get lost in trying to find an illustrator or a designer because we have 50 different topics that we have to focus on instead of just this, you know, the five or six that we have. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Try to narrow things down, but also simplify them so people can easily understand what your focus is. So that way it's not a surprise when you say, Hey, like this is like a paid community, right? Like, yeah, I've, I heard some advice before um, to let people know that it's a paid community up front. So don't build something free and then later, later, later on, like just all of a sudden <laughs> pop up with your whole entire intention. You know what I mean? Because then yeah. you build up a, a crowd of people who were never interested in paying in the first place. And yeah. that, that was, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty smart. I get that. You don't really want to surprise them with that. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you're going to, um, I, I do believe you're going to have a paid like definitely keep it up front that it's going to be a paid community but you also have to have those benefits like what am what am i getting from this if it's going to be paid um that wasn't hard for me to figure out um like what i wanted to offer to make the pay worth it because i already knew what i wanted to offer you know i want to offer directory which is the biggest part of it like you have this listed directory you have exclusive access to gigs um, that are not like public. I don't post these gigs um, saying like, oh, we're looking for a cartoon artist or anything like that. It's only get some, It's only um, given to members only. So you get like first, kind of like first dibs, you know, to gigs and everything like that. That's a very added bonus. And then you also get discounts. Um, you get discounts off of our partners um, when it comes to their services and such oh, as okay. well. Mm. So. I, I definitely had to make sure my, my benefits were there before I put a price on it. And then I kind of wanted to make sure the price wasn't nothing crazy um, because it is something that people need, but it's not that much of a need. You know, like this is, I know Art Ambition Studios is something that's great. And if you can afford it, please join the community. But I know if depending on where you're at in your career, you may not need something like this. So I didn't want the fee to be something crazy where people feel like I, I don't need to pay $20 a month for this. I don't need it right now. Right. Um, yeah. Right. But yeah, I think, uh, I think we covered everything. What do you think? You have anything else to add? Um, no, I don't. I encourage anyone um, who's planning on creating a community to for sure write everything down um like from so this is like how my outline went when i was writing everything down i went from like my purpose like what is the purpose of creating this community um like how do i want to reach my community is it going to be like a physical studio or like place or is it going to be like an online platform and everything I wrote down like how I was going to actually reach people and get members um, as far as like using social media. Was I going to use newsletter? Was I going to use bloggers and everything? But again, like writing that all down and kind of filling in the blanks as you go helped a lot because even though I ran into some roadblocks and I, I, I'm only on month five right now and I've ran into some roadblocks, I feel 
relief that I am not like super stressed and panicky about this because I did have a solid plan before I launched this community. Is, was there anything that you've come across that you didn't necessarily need after building the community? Um, no, everything I, I wrote down that I wanted to have in the community, I launched and have been using it. I mean, man, social media, I, don't, I, I am not a social media person at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, social media is on the list of things to utilize, but I haven't been utilizing it just because I'm just not a social media person, which is going to be why I do need help so that mm-hmm. I can have someone who handles the social media part because I know that it's something we do need, but that's something that I wrote down and I haven't really been using it. I, I really do get social media and I get how to, you know, stay kind of like relevant and keep your engagements up and putting out content. Like I really get the, I've like taken like webinars, you know, stuff like that. Right. Social media. I really do understand it. It really to me, is just like getting up there and doing it. It's just like, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah, it's a hassle. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hassle. Yeah. That's what is more than anything. So, um, but I, that's that's something that's in the works. That's something that I have on our to-do list to, for Art Division Studios is to get someone to basically handle social media um, right. to take care of that part. Yeah, so you don't got to just do stuff that's dreadful to you. Makes sense to yes. me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes total sense to me. Um, but but yeah, um, was, was there anything else? I mean... No. No, I think, I, think we t- I think we covered it all though. I think we did. It's funny because like, I feel like it's been a long day, but I don't know. It's just, it it, it just it, it went smooth. It went smooth. I think um, my mind is everywhere. There's been a lot going on, but <laughs> you know. So, but but we managed to get through it. So thank you guys. Thank you guys if you made it this far. <laughs> yeah, thank you if you made it this far. Um, this week, I mean, we're all gonna have a great rest of our week because I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm still trying to get in the, the swing of February, and it's about to be over, and I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to catch up. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and I'll be catching up with some sleep, some work, a lot of stuff to do. So a lot of recording too. That's another thing, like uh, so much recording lately. I think I've probably recorded like seven seven people in the last four days. So, nice. Yeah. Oh, you, um, you've actually, you've, you, um, one of our division's hmm. member was on the podcast, Jasmine. Oh yeah, yeah, Jasmine. Jasmine X. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, Jasmine's yeah. cool too. Yeah, she's really cool, and that's also another benefit too. Like, just to have those people that you know you may may refer to, also the people that you referred to me as well. I'll, I'll be talking to them, like at least one of them soon. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, just just the benefits of the benefits of partnerships and utilizing your network uh, to help you grow. It's been great, honestly. It's been great. So, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, that's what I say. It's one of those things where it works both ways. You know, like it's kind of help you for getting content, but also it's like you're also helping us because you're making like our members feel value. Like, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> it's like the podcast. They actually right. want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's a win-win for sure. Yes. Um, but you know, once again, I appreciate you for coming on and talking about community building and partnerships. It was great. It was great. How can we help? I mean, how can we, even though they know by the intro, how can <laughs> we, how can we support you and where can we check out what you're up to? 
Okay, well, you can um check out me, Addie. I am Addie Rar on Instagram and it's AddieRar.com. And that's A-D-D-I-E-R-A-W-R um, on Facebook, Instagram, and that's my actual website, Art and Ambition Studios. You can follow us on Facebook, not Facebook, on Instagram and on Twitter at just Art and Ambition. Um, no studios. But the website is artdivisionstudios.com. If you would like to join and become a member, there is an option that says join us on our website. Just go ahead and fill out the application. There's no application fee or none of that good stuff. Just fill out an application. Um, I do look over submissions. Right now, I'm only looking over submissions once a month. So end of the month, I'll look at submissions for this month, and then you'll get an email with your acceptance or your um, not truly denial, but like maybe what's to improve so you can resubmit um, email. So go ahead. And if you have any questions before you actually submit an application, feel free to reach out. The email address is on the website. There's like a contact button on the website or anything um, and ask any type of question you have before you submit or just go ahead and submit. And if I have any questions, I'll definitely reach out to you. If you would like to partner with Art Division Studios, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me directly or reach out to Art Division Studios, like email um, or anything, and let me know. Maybe we can figure out a way to work together. Awesome. Sounds great. And hopefully, hopefully people reach out and, uh, you know, take advantage of the opportunity and see what they can do, because it's, it's honestly a great community to be a part of. Um, so, yeah, hopefully people utilize that yeah thank you you're welcome you're welcome thank you and as always i will leave that link uh to art inhibition studios like i do uh, every episode uh, it'll be down there so you guys can go ahead and check out what uh what, what Addie is up to yeah i guess uh from here we'll just we'll just talk to you soon all right have a good one <laughs> you too take care Hey everyone, that'll wrap up this week's episode. I hope you found this one valuable. Once again, I appreciate you for listening and I encourage you to subscribe and share and leave some feedback as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. Also, you can find us on all social media platforms at Creative Assist and that's at C-R-E-A-T-V-A-S-S-I-S-T and creativeassist.com as well. So I hope to talk to you next time on the next episode of the Creative Assist podcast. Until then, take care.